Jetpack Broadcasting continues to bring you the best original sports content, but now you can get more of the content you love. For as little as $3 a month, you can get access to bonus content, including behind-the-scenes footage and interviews from the Sports Walk, Sideline Stories, or the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast. All this exclusive content comes via Patreon. There are tiered levels of patronage, and each Backpack Broadcasting patron receives exclusive perks. Your support helps Backpack Broadcasting create more of the original content that you love. Visit Backpack Broadcasting's Patreon page and become a patron today. to tell podcast we are back dexter Henry, brian fonseca episode 39 can you believe it already i know can we've done 38 of these before this well see here's the thing too we haven't we've done more than that that's true if you count extra stuff if you count if you count extras bonuses i told you that second podcast we just did with michael grady could count as another whole episode but we're not gonna do that just it was extra for the the people well the people who support them patreon yeah 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 yeah. if you support there then you've got access to the episode so if you want to do that you can do that. No, you saw the ad at the beginning of this uh, podcast, but yeah. we're plugging it again. Yeah. For, well, for we're gonna be play, we're gonna be playing the ad every episode. So yeah, you know. so we good. Episode thirty nine. We always pick a number of an athlete who we <laughs> like for this thirty nine. I feel like you, lately you think you think you know where I'm going, and I think I know where you're going. So yeah. this is this is interesting. I think I know. So <laughs> Brian always compiles the list, and I feel like these numbers lately have been whack. Whack. I mean, but you look, know. like, think about it. Like, 37, 38, 39, those aren't really, like, nah. you know. Like, I, nobody's dying to rock that. Like, no yeah. kid is like, don't put 39 on my back. Yeah, exactly. 36. You know what I mean? Once we get to 40, you know, it will be a little more difficult. Like, once you get I, to the yeah, 40s. I think, yeah, I think there'll be, you'll, there'll be some more. There's players I can think about already. Yeah. Um, You know, in the 40s where it's a little bit better. Yeah. Uh, You think I'm going with who? Uh, Okay. So, we have a list. I think... I think you're going with Steven Jackson? No. Okay. He was my number two choice, but is no. It, is he, so that's not hard. Is it Daryl Strawberry? It is Daryl Strawberry. Oh, I knew it. I with the Yankee Darryl one? The Yankees, Even yeah. the Yankee one? Yeah. Oh, my God. Because really? I don't think we got him for 18. No, nah, because we hadn't started doing we it until, doing until we got to 30. Yeah, so now I have to give now I have to give. <laughs> so Darryl what we're going to do is to make one. up for that, once we get to the, the 100s, yeah, we'll start back with some of the single digits. Yeah, 101 digit will actually be number one, so it'll be Ahmed Rosario or no, whoever. Or Penny Hardaway. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you want Yankee Daryl Strawberry. Where do you think I'm going? Cause oh, you think- you're going with the boxer. <laughs> <laughs> you're so the loophole. The, the loophole. The, uh, no, I'm not going Aaron with Aaron Pryor. Pryer, I put yeah. him there. He put him. He, a boxer doesn't have a number because he's 39 and 1. Yeah. You put him down, which I thought was corny anyway. Yeah, no, nah, I just loophole, there. though. But, like, no, but here's who I actually want to go with. Edwin Diaz. Do you know who Edwin Diaz is? I remember is? Edwin Diaz. He is. No, 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 not that one. The closer currently with the Mariners. Oh, I thought we were talking about the nat- the former Nationals. No, pitcher. no, 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 no. no. Uh, he bounced around a lot of places, Rangers. Yeah, bunch yeah. Of I don't know if he wore. Thir- he might have thir- wore thirty nine with the Rangers. I don't know, but Edwin Diaz right now with the Seattle Mariners, and he's Puerto Rican, so that's part of why I have him. Here. I should have realized that's where you're going. He is on pace to break uh, K Rod's all time single season saves record because he, he is sixty sixty three. I think yeah. sixty two or sixty three. He yeah. has forty seven right now. We're in the middle of August. 
wow. at least at the time of recording this. His ERA is two oh seven. People are compa- campaigning for him to get, you know get Cy Young votes because he's been such a shutdown closer. I think he only has one or two blown saves, and he has one hundred and five strikeouts in sixty one innings. Like he's killing right now, and he was an All Star. For the first that time. is how long when did when did uh and he's K-Rod, only, when he's did only 24 it's only 24 we're the same age how long is that record how long has that record stood oh uh, at least a decade now. i want right? to say roughly 10 years yeah it's, it's been a while like that's you know and this is for the mariners this wasn't a team that was expected to be where they are yeah except they're, they're right there in the wild card even right with now. even yeah. with uh robinson cano you know missing all those games mm-hmm. and all of a sudden this kid emerges as a shutdown closer and this is his third season yeah. So I, I was like, I want to go with him. <laughs> K-Rod's record of 62 saves was in 2008, so exactly 62, 10 years. So 10 years. I thought it felt like that. Felt and then like the year after is when he became a Met. Do you have and fond memories of him with the Mets? <laughs> there, there aren't too many people I have fond memories of with the Mets, sadly. Uh, Not to, so Jeff Kent wore 39 with the Mets I, one year. For one year, before he switched to 12. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I actually, what year was that? I don't remember. Ninety two. Yeah, I thought it was early nineties. I think I remember, that's when I started going to games. Yeah, when nobody was at shit. <laughs> and the current no, the current met that wears thirty nine is uh, the disappointing Jerry, Jerry Blevins. Jerry Blevins, who, who's been absolutely awful this year. Hopefully, they'll trade him on August thirty first and get something. Probably not because he's he's playing a little better now. I, I have no hope. So yeah, I I'm no hope I now. go I go Edwin Diaz. You go. Uh, Dow, I have to go Dow Strawberry, man. All right, we'll. we'll Wolverine Even though it was weird for me to see him when he wore thirty nine, that's the thing is Yankee, Yankee uniform. It was so weird. We could renegotiate, but I was re- I was rooting for him. <laughs> well, we might use so both. Weird. We might use both. I might tell Matt have them fighting for the number or something. Wow, this was surprised. The most surprising thing to me was Greg Ostertag wore number thirty nine for I, two seasons. I remember him always as, as double, double zero, zero, right? Yeah, that's yeah. what I said. I and I'm like Matt's Matt's a Utah Jazz fan. I was like he gonna want that, but he ain't here, so it's yeah. okay. He's not he's not <laughs> he's not getting a vote, vote yeah. for that. Yeah, he's not getting voted that. All right, man. So what have you been up to? Because you we know you went to uh, NXT ugh, wrestling. Well, by the time we put this out, SummerSlam and Raw and SmackDown will all have already been finished. Great. Yeah. Uh, but I had a revelation when I went to NXT on Saturday, and <laughs> you're looking at me already. That, that wrestling is corny. No, stop it. All right. NXT, NXT, I'm telling you, NXT is much better. SummerSlam, I don't know how they're going to follow that up. Um, what, what, NXT, for people who do, because people okay, might not NXT know. NXT is, yeah, uh, they're the developmental system for the WWE. Guys who they sign, even experienced veterans who they sign, they go there first for, like, a couple years, you know, work on their character, work on their moves and things of that nature and adapt to, like, the WWE style. And when they're ready, they get called up. Some people get highly, you know, accelerated through that process. But it's basically their minor league system. And then is it, are there people out there that say NXT is better than WWE? Yes, but it's different in wrestling. <laughs> it's different in wrestling. It's not like AAA and it's not like college and, you know, the pros. It's different because a lot of times at NXT, you know, a lot of these guys, like, they're actually experienced because they wrestle in, like, Japan and they wrestle right. in, like, England and they wrestle in Ring of Honor and TNA and other, you know, companies in America, out of America, Germany and whatnot. So they're already really good and have experience. And where you go to WWE to kind of do is work on, like, the character aspect of it, you know, and kind of develop your character a little bit more, you know, learn how to put yourself over better on the microphone and talk and things like that. So you're kind of working on those aspects more in the WWE to become more of a star as opposed to just being a really good wrestler. Got it. So there's kind of levels to it there. With NXT, though, 
now you're seeing guys kind of develop those characters early and they're getting really, really good at it. And it's just they here's the thing. It's like it's it's more of a quality over quantity sort of thing. SummerSlam and now they're doing this with WrestleMania with SummerSlam with big pay-per-views. It's six hours, basically. So it's seven to eleven and the pre-show begins at five. So you have two hours of pre-show and then you have seven to eleven. I see you shaking your head. <laughs> Because you can't imagine. That's why I'm not. That's why. I, I mean, somebody would somebody could argue and be like, well, Dexter, you'd watch basketball all day on Christmas. That's different. From, yeah, I think that's different. I do think it's different games. I'm, look, I don't care for wrestling. Everybody, if we've gone through this before, I don't really care for it. Yeah. I haven't for quite some time. Yeah. But sitting there for six plus hours yeah, at not, one event for one thing is a lot. I fell it's asleep. I fell asleep during the last WrestleMania, like toward the end. <laughs> But that was when I think it was during like Brock Lesnar or Roman Reigns, and Brock Lesnar's really, really boring as a wrestler now. So it's just, yeah, I don't even find him oh, that entertaining. People falling asleep during. I would probably fell asleep from the first match. No, nah, the first match was. I think the first match was good. I don't even remember what it was, but NXT basically. So it started at the doors opened at four forty-five. This is your revelation. Yeah, hold on. Okay, that's not it. The, <laughs> the doors opened at four forty-five. Um. It started at 6.15 because they actually taped the NXT that's going to air from Brooklyn later in the week, like the actual episode of NXT, right. not the big event. So that's 6.15 to like 7, and then 7, and then 5 matches. It's done at 9.30, and it's great. Five matches, all of them were great. You know what I mean? It's more bang for your buck. We sat at a really good level. Like, I don't know if you saw the picture that I posted. I did. I saw so it. we were in like the fifth row of that section. And yeah, it was great. The tickets were not less, a little bit less than two hundred dollars. So it was like, you know, it's worth it. If you go to SummerSlam for you know those same seats, it'll probably be triple the price or something like that. Which is another factor in me not wanting to go. Okay, to what's this? What's this revelation that I was, happened? I, I was wa- I was watching this and I was like, yo, at some point in my life, I feel like I could like do something. Not as a wrestler, but like on camera, like maybe be a manager for a wrestler and be very obnoxious jerk and like get people to hate me type of thing. As opposed to you now not being that's what I'm saying. I, that's what I'm saying. I feel like I can actually be pretty good. Why at do it. you have to be an obnoxious jerk to be a good? It's easier manager? to be. It's easier. It's easier. It's more relaxing to be a bad guy in wrestling. It's just easier to be a heel, especially when you're like naturally just think that way. It's I feel like it's easier to get people to dislike you than to like you. Okay. And in a way, if you do that in wrestling, if you're a really good heel, a lot of people will like you. So it's kind of that so sort of the message to the kids out there is all you kids out there who are little jerks. Continue <laughs> being little jerks. And uh one day you can become a heel. <laughs> well, I was watching that. I was like, yo, at some point in my life, you know, I might hey, independent wrestling outlets hit me up i might i wow. might i might want to you know take somebody to the next level so we can try to work that out wow i'm pretty <laughs> this was your revelation i think that you think that i would be good at it though i'm pretty sure i'm i'm being honest i kind of don't know but if that's <laughs> what it takes or that, then i say then i'm like yeah i because and remember i'm not like a casual i've been watching wrestling since i was three like there's a there's an infamous story in my family of my oh, of when I was little and my brother would put wrestling on to shut me up because I used to cry a lot when I was a little kid when I was like three or whatever. Like there were two things that would shut me up mainly was wrestling and then it's just other sports like Felix Trinidad fighting. Uh, and now you're here talking about sports, so sports doesn't shut you up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so so, but not it would stop me from crying. You know what I'm saying? When I was like three or whatever, mm. especially Stone Cold Steve Austin. I was enamored with him first when I was really when I was really little. So you re- 
wrestling community, very interesting. Yeah. You guys are very Oh yeah, but very interesting. See, see, here's the thing too. It being in the crowd is interesting because it's like, you know, wrestling fans, you can't be quiet around them for a long period of time. And what I mean by that is when you see them in a crowd, at some point they're going to start randomly chanting things. Whether it's a Ric Flair woo and then other people follow, they just chant you know, wrestlers' names and things like that. Like, it's just going to be random and it's going to do it. It's a little bit nauseating if you're not, like, that sort of, you know... Like, me and my brother, me and my brother, people watch, like, hell when we're there. I mean, I was people watch... I saw some people... Um, that sounds so judgmental right Getting now. off at... <laughs> I was on the train getting off at Atlantic in Brooklyn. And I saw people, you know, getting off to go that... Or when I, I was on my way to Manhattan yesterday and I saw some people coming when I got to Columbus Circle, okay. heading downtown... For NXT, I mean, yeah, yeah, so I yeah. I saw a bunch oh, of people they go hard, in like bro. wrestling shirts and gear and replica titles. Yo, when I eventually like get a, a a dope spot and get my own man cave, I'm gonna have a a replica championship belt, a three hundred, four hundred dollar championship belt. I'm gonna up just there. take that championship belt from you. Just <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna hit you with it first. Just take the championship belt from you. I don't know which one I'm gonna get yet, though. I ha- I haven't decided. I might get the Attitude Era. Big gold. We gotta get some. We have to. We do have to get some more wrestling people on here. I gotta get. Uh, oh yeah, I'm, I'm e- highly interested. Even uh, my guys, uh, Dan Serafin and Kurt Semder from News yeah. Twelve, they're doing their little wrestling show yeah. now, which is good. They they filmed it from uh, from the Barclays the other day. I saw they did that. They yeah, really I I actually that. it's funny because uh, me and Dan follow each other on Instagram recently. I had just. Uh, saw a clip, and I sent you. I sent it to you. One of those. And you said you thought you'd be good at. I, I was like, yeah, I think yeah. They, they've been that. doing it, and there was a, when I was working, there was a couple other guys there who were big wrestling fans that hop on the show. Yeah, uh, some producers. Um, yeah, Anthony Sarcasa, some other guys I knew there that were hopping on the show. So yeah, they're doing it. It's it's good. People seem to yeah. like it, and it's fun. They, but, it's there's a lot. I'm not into the wrestling, but. There's a lot for people out there that are. Yeah, some, especially it. NXT. I mean, you know, like I've always said to me, it's like a live action movie. So, you know. Yeah, so we'll see. And, you know, we do even what we do here at Backpack Broadcasting, we have a piece that hopefully eventually will come out on some yeah. independent wrestling here in New York that we've been working on. Brian's actually working on that. He was surprise, perfect, surprise. Yeah, surprise. <laughs> He's the perfect person for it. Surprise. <laughs> Nobody would have thought that. Okay, so you've been enjoying the wrestling. That's yes. What you, that's what you've been up to. Yes, I have. Wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> Granted, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not up on it the way I was, like you know, in my maybe adolescent, teenage years or whatever. Because like you know, I'm now I'm working a lot more, so I'm a little bit. I just know like a few wrestlers now. I I haven't had time for it in a long time. Yeah, like like you know, you know what I mean. Like if like yesterday, you wouldn't have probably known anybody. Yeah, no, outside of outside of Mark Henry, who was in the crowd at one point. um, uh, yeah, I know who that is. But yeah. outside of, I probably would have been like, but uh, no, nah, I knew I knew people just because like, you know, I know a it a little bit more. But you're a wrestling guy. you know what? You know what though? And in all seriousness, like video games really help in this aspect. Like that's how I'm able to easily keep up with certain sports and things like that. Like just video games and stuff. That's if I if I were to get Madden, which I'm not this year, but if I were to get Madden, I'll be acing fantasy football. If I was playing, you know what I mean. I'm like not even doing that this year. Yeah, no. Nah. We'll be doing another fantasy sport. Oh, we'll announce that soon too. We'll oh yeah, yeah. Sport. Plug that'll be coming up too. Uh, <laughs> as far as me, oh this week, anything interesting? No. AccuWeather. Yes. Um. Yes, I had to cover flooding this week. Oh, <laughs> flash flooding is always exciting. Let's do that. Uh, so I, I took a trip with my coworker. We were up in Elmira, New York. This was totally. This is one of the things about my job that I'm learning now is that, yo, I got to keep a bag ready. 
Like, I have to be ready to go at any time. Like, I literally got a call, I think that was. You mean a bag of money? Nah. Oh, Nah. No, because you know, like, no, it's not, got it's that not bag that, on me. It's not that dire of an emergency, but no, I need a bag of like clothes and like my toiletries, yeah, ready because sometimes you get a call and it's the morning and it's like, yo, we want you to go here, yeah, and that's happened twice already. And I've only worked the job for I think five weeks, going on six weeks, yeah, um, sounds right. So that's already happened twice. That's the one thing I'm learning. It's like, man, you gotta keep it. So I had to go. We had to go to Elmira. Uh, for some flooding. I mean, the flooding was probably not as bad as we thought it was going to be. It was okay. Mm. Um, it just was, man, going to western New York, it's a drive, man. Like, five and a half hours. Yeah, it's Canada. And it was, well, it wasn't that high that high up. So you were by, right, like, passing St. Bonaventure and stuff like that? We're, so we're passing, like, Binghamton, um, right, right on the tip of Elmira. So it's basically, like, where New York and Pennsylvania and the western part of the state kind of meet. Okay. We're right there. Okay. And so we basically you're going up across and driving across the state. Now yeah. I'm going to Syracuse in two weeks and then I'll be go I'll be going more north. Ugh. But Canada. That's not not as <laughs> close, but still. I mean it's not like Buffalo. I mean which that's not even that far. That's like two hours from Montreal is five and a half hour drive. No, it's not. Because I've done that drive. Montreal is not a five and a half hour drive. It's <laughs> well, where'd an you eight leave hour from? drive. New York. Eight hour drive? Yes. <clears throat> Eight-hour drive. I think it's eight and a half hours, actually. Really? I would never do that drive again. That was a huge – I don't say it was a huge mistake. I, I mean, you could just trip. fly it. I mean, I've flown from here to Pittsburgh before, and that was an hour. It's way better than driving seven yeah. hours. Well, I've done that many times in my life. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. You um, went to Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah, I've done that drive many times. Um, so, yeah, just the, the, the traveling aspect of that, kind of getting adjusted to that. But then a couple more uh, things coming up. So I will get to do Little League World Series. mm uh, we're doing some stuff out there uh, for AccuWeather. And then the following week, I'm going to the something I haven't done before, just like the Little League World Series, the great New York State Fair. Up, it's in Syracuse. They do this big fair every year in New York State, all these food vendors, all these activities. Mm. Uh, I think one of the days, it's like the start of Syracuse is kicking off their season. Yeah, Syracuse. Um, <laughs> so That's pit talk. That's not, you it know. It is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So it is, it, it is it is what it is. Um, but that should be fun. So that should be different. That should be fun, too. Um, and you come back and it's Labor Day. So next couple of weeks, some travel. That's it. It's been doing some travel. I feel like there's been stuff going on in sports. Um, I was talking to my boy the other day, and he's like, yo, it's, it's kind of like, you know, we're waiting for the NBA to, to come back. Yeah. You know, some August. people are excited about the NFL. He's telling me, he's like, oh, a lot's been happening lately. And I'm like, eh, it's been... Not really. I'm like, no, nah, it's been kind of dead. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, I've just kind of been like... Yeah, no, it's, it's But you know how it's dead? We, we opened the show talking about wrestling. So? <laughs> that shows you how dead it is. Listen, I mean, part, part of why I do like wrestling and boxing is that they're year-round. And MMA also is that they're year-round things, even though I think wrestlers should get no, off no, no, season. No, no. See, that's not it. We, we know this. We know what this is really about. What is you. this really about? You like violence. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's really about. You like violence. Like all, that's what all three of those things have in common. You like violence. Well, you would say wrestling is fake violence. It is fake violence. No, there we go. Skilled, I, I agree. There's skill to it. <laughs> oh, there's a lot of skill. I will See, that's the thing about NXT. That. NXT, the skill level is so high, like it's ridiculous. I will never deny that, and we will have, we will have some point get a wrestler up here. I I, that's not, what I want to do. I yes. will not deny that, and I understand that people always have that debate. Yeah, but I do, and and I I will say from working on that piece, yeah, I gained a greater appreciation. 
for the skill, the training yeah. work that goes into wrestling, and through the training, despite it being scripted, some of the injuries that these guys oh, have to yeah. Take, yeah. and women, excuse me, have to deal with. Yeah. So, you know, I've got a great appreciation for that. I still not my thing. I think it's scripted, I think it's a lot of bad acting. So I'd, you know, rather watch a show where the acting is pretty good. Depends. It depends on it depends on what you're watching again. So yeah. I would say I would say I, we talked wrestling. Yeah. I, I thought we talked wrestling this much. It's a sport. Go That's ahead. Debatable. Go ahead. Say something. That's say something. <laughs> That's debatable. I don't know. I don't I don't know about I don't know about all all that. Speaking of sports, are you ready for our next topic? <laughs> I am. <laughs> yeah, I'm so dying to get away from wrestling. Because <laughs> we're gonna talk about your 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 least favorite thing that happened this past week. Or last week at the, the time we're putting this out. The least favorite thing that happened last week? Yes. Man, I don't know. Yeah. That's a teaser. We'll be back. <laughs> I guess you After will be this. back. <laughs> yeah, we'll be back on the A Hard to Tell podcast. The Sports Walk is back. Watch season two of Backpack Broadcasting's original web series that brings you the opinions of real sports fans. The entire first season and current season are available now on the Sportswalk YouTube channel and Facebook page. Check out the 2017 NYC WebFest official selection and see what other sports fans have to say on the hottest issues in sports today. It's easy. Just take the Sportswalk. Ain't Hard to Tell podcast, episode 39. We are back here, and Brian, apparently, I don't even know what he's talking about. He said there's something that I'm what, disgusted with in a... Sports, basically, yeah. Or it happened the, last week that I don't, I don't like anymore. The thing that annoyed you the most uh, last week in sports. Oh, 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 and, oh, and yeah, you texted oh, me about this. I did. You said that you're tired of NFL. What was it? Training camp fight videos. Yeah. So every time you know you are on ESPN now, you, you see some some people are posting this on Twitter, Instagram, wherever. There's these training camp fight videos, and we're analyzing these. Like, we're literally analyzing these and acting like this is something new. Mm-hmm. Look, if you've watched training camp as a fan, you've been there as a media member, it is hot. It is August. Sometimes these dudes are wearing pads. They could be times, on the yeah. same team. And now you're doing these joint practices, where which has become more common, where you have one team practicing against another team, mm-hmm. which I think is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Of course, you got some guys talking a bunch of smack to each other in the heat, wearing pads, as I said. Yeah, of course something's going to pop off. This may shock you, but I'm all for the fighting. First of of all, I'm all for—oh, yes, because you love (laughs) violence, another theme of this podcast. I'm I'm all for it, too, though, because people say, well, when it happens between a team— is it? It's not a big deal. This is not a a big deal at all. These, one, happen all the time. I expect it to, as I, for all the reasons I mentioned before. This guy's talking crap, hot, sweaty, wearing pads. And sometimes it's veterans ribbing younger players. Sometimes yeah. it's younger players yeah. trying to make a name for themselves, and they can't back it up, and things get heated. I've seen fights on the Jets. I've seen fights on the Giants. Nobody takes this stuff really that seriously. Maybe somebody gets punked and gets clowned for the rest of the year, but you should have fought better, or you should have backed up what you had to say. Yeah. I just don't think we have to make a big deal about it and put put it on all the time. What? Okay, so I guess that's the element. I was going to ask you what element of this annoys you the most. It's like we're, we're talking about. It. It's like <laughs> this person got into a fight at this training camp. And then yeah. like, I've seen it on a couple of shows. 
And I'm just like, okay. Yeah, they do that a lot. Could we could, could we act like we've seen this before? Damn, did you just become act like you've been here before, guy? Yeah, right. I did. That's right. what, <laughs> age, 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 that makes me sound old. <laughs> Maybe because I've seen it like 55 times before. Maybe, yeah. But, I mean, like, you know, it is what it is. I think... I'm, uh, over, I'm over it. Yeah, I mean, would you have preferred that there was a camera where and uh, Geno Smith got punched by IK and Impali? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so, absolutely. Is that not hypocritical? <laughs> no, no. You know why? Why? Because you don't. You rarely see in all these fights. A lot of these fights are tussles. It kind of looks a little bit like wrestling. Somebody gets tossed to the ground. You rarely get to see folks throw hands. Throwing hands. That, yeah, different. yeah. Okay. A lot of dudes might be, like. It's usually it's called almost like a. Another thing I'm annoyed about, we'll get to that in a second, too, about baseball bench-clearing brawls, <laughs> how lame that is. But you rarely get to see these guys throw hands. Most times it's somebody's grabbing somebody else, they're grabbing yeah. a face mask. Although I do like Akeem Tlaib that he keeps snatching Michael Crabtree's chain. That's funny to me. <laughs> yeah. he, he did it to him, and then the next time Crabtree had it like taped to his uh, chest or whatever, and he still ripped it off. See, Akeem the, Tlaib is a gangster. The thing about I can polate, <laughs> punching Geno Smith, and I was around the Jets at the time that happened. The thing about that is you have to realize it's like, yo, this occurred not in the middle of either of these dudes being on the field. This is on the sidelines. They both had their helmets off, and Ike had so little respect for the person who was supposed to be the starting quarterback of the Jets that year that he said, you know what, I'm going to snuff you. And allegedly owed him $600. Which I will defend Geno Smith. For the rest of his career, over that incident, because I can't and Polly is a hothead. I mean, if you remember, he got arrested in college after like resisting arrest, and he had to be tased by police in college. If you owed the man six hundred dollars, should pay. Geno Smith, you couldn't pay him six hundred dollars. Yeah, I would. I agree. I would punch somebody in the face if they owe me six hundred dollars and wasn't going to give me the six hundred dollars. Now, but see, that's the thing. I I think I can Polly has to be smart enough to be like. I think Geno Smith probably would have given him six hundred dollars. He was just probably like, "Yo, I'm the quarterback of the Jets. I'm gonna give it to you on my terms." Probably, there's something to be said for that. I think I, Geno Smith was probably like, "You're I can Pale. I'm Geno Smith. <laughs> You're gonna wait when I give you the six hundred dollars." But I can Pale was like, "Nah." I'm telling you what. I think Geno Smith is gonna start at some point this year because for some reason, where's he? San Diego? Yes, he has that Ryan Fitzpatrick effect where anytime. Where, where he's been on the team, he'll get a starting chance. Like, it doesn't matter what the team is or whatever the case may be. Your love for Geno Smith. For, no, it's not a love. I just defend I just defend how the Jets mishandled that situation. I defend him because of how the Jets mishandled that situation. They ruined him from the start. I'll tell you ruined what. Ruined him from the start. What I'll say, though, back to the punching in the face and the fighting. <laughs> and I remember this at the time. Nobody in that Jet locker room was, uh, you know, running to the defense of Geno Smith like that. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. Nobody was running to his defense. No, there's something to be said for that, too. There is a lot to be said for that. Well, he's still getting these checks. He'll be 28 in October, so. I don't think anybody particularly, well, just hope he doesn't get punched. See, how does he step into a locker room? You're always known as the dude that got punched in the face on the sideline. I, I don't, I would love, he, I've told you this before, like in all seriousness and partial seriousness, but in all seriousness, he is one of the athletes on my list of people that I have to, like, interview at some point. Have to. Like, I have so many questions for him, many of which I don't know he'll answer. I don't. Probably, <laughs> but, probably not. But maybe when his career is over and he's, you know, been in the NFL for like 12 years as a veteran backup or whatever the case may be, he might, you know, might not give a whatever. 
Nobody, <laughs> nobody ever wants to talk about that time they got punched in the face and didn't do anything about it. I mean, I don't know. Maybe he'll op- open up about it at some point. But we got off track. Uh, yeah, so I you're, you're open up that fist. You're tired of. <laughs> You're tired of the training camp fight videos. Yep. Uh, what we're both tired of is baseball players, pitchers in particular, throwing uh, baseballs 97 miles an hour at other baseball players who really, even though they have a bat, they're defenseless because it's so fast. I don't think people comprehend the speed at which a major league fastball moves, especially if it's in the upper 90s to even 100 miles an hour. Jose Urena. And remember, this is the first pitch of the game, so... If you weren't aware, last week, Jose Urena, Urena, a uh, pitcher for the Marlins. I'm sure mm-hmm. people have never heard of him before this, a lot of people, because he plays for the Marlins and baseball is a regional sport, largely. He is one of their young pitchers. He, in the very first pitch of the game, this was after Ronald Acuna had hit eight home runs in eight straight games. Like, it was, it yep. was crazy. He was on a tear. And back-to-back-to-back, three straight games of leadoff home runs. So, Jose Urena took it upon himself, literally in his own right hand, to beam Ronald Acuna in his back. But Ronald Acuna put – he moved his elbow there. Uh, He moved his elbow and absorbed the hit. Um, And he beamed him with the first pitch of the game. He was subsequently taken out of the game after warming up in the second inning. And he wasn't, you know, probably able to move as swiftly or whatever. Coming back the next day – Urania was was ejected immediately, which I – do yeah. credit the umpires in the situation for doing. Yeah, he was after. Well, there was after like the benches kind of cleared, <sighs> and uh, it took a while for the benches to clear, but they kind of cleared. Um, if you watch the clip, this is interesting. I don't know if you want to like I run did, this I or whatever. It, yeah. But so he's standing there, like just kind of staring at Ronald Acuna. I don't. Maybe he doesn't know how to react, sort of thing. But it, it doesn't give off like he was very apologetic. And then there was also JT Realmuto, the catcher for the Marlins. Uh, you see him, like, he gets up, he, he, as soon as Ronald Acuna gets hit, he does one of these where he just kind of like, yo, come on, bro. Like, like, it looked like that was the kind of reaction he gave him. Because it didn't look like he called for that. You know what I mean? It looks like Urania just kind of did it on his own sort of merit. I'm wondering about that in these situations, because usually when it comes to these beating situations, it seems like there's some kind of directive from somebody in the team. That's some, what I was thinking. I, I find was... it hard to believe that somebody in the, on the team yeah. didn't know about this before he did it. Somebody in that bullpen knew. He told somebody, like, yo, I'm going to do it. I don't believe Or once- someone told him to do it. Because that was my first sort of inclination. That was my, my cynicism kind of, like, alerted me, like, yo. I think it's possible everybody on the team didn't know it was coming. I'm, it's possible Rio Muto, Muto didn't know it was coming. Yeah. But I think at least somebody else in the team. Uh, at least a couple pitchers. It could Maybe even the pitching coach. Yo, the pitching coach, if that really surprised you, I don't even know who the pitching coach is off the top of my head, nor do I care to look it up. But whoever it is, it wouldn't surprise me if he was like, hey, Jose, you know what I mean? Like, just just, just give give him one Here's in the ribs. Here's the thing. <laughs> First pitch Here's of the what game. I don't understand. And this is baseball's thing again with their – Unwritten rules and their own rules. Somebody is owning you. Yeah, they're smacking home runs off of you. Yeah, you as the, the pitcher. You know what? Let's let's call out pitchers. Pitchers stop being so insecure. Yeah, the pitching I mean, the pitching coach's name is Juan Yevis. Yeah, stop being so insecure. <laughs> if you're he hit three straight leadoff home runs against your team. How was about, it against this team? I think two were against okay. the Marlins and one was against another team. Okay. How about you guys pitch better? Yeah, that, how about that? that? That's the so thing. So your 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 thing is like this guy owned me, so you know what? Uh, I'm gonna throw this this 97 mile per hour fastball 
in the upper part of his body. Like that's that's what we're doing here. Mm-hmm. That's how we. How about you pitch better? What if somebody did this in other sports? Oh, basketball. Somebody crossed me and jade me. Next time I come up to court, I'm gonna just punch him in the jaw. Yeah. To go back to I can pot. Let's. You, <laughs> that's how we're gonna handle things. Like really? Yeah. It's like yo. It, if you're so mad, just, just strike him out. Be better. The differences with baseball, especially, it's like. The, and this is what I texted you. I was like, that is a form of assault. If you really I, think I agree. It, it's a 97-mile-an-hour fastball that could really do a lot of damage. Think about what it could do. It, it can it can legitimately kill somebody if they're hitting the head with it, yep. even with a helmet on. Yep. We've seen it It'll happen. cause where some form of brain injury, CTE, damage. whatever. We've seen guys get concussions from that. We've yep. seen guys leave games due to injuries because of that. Uh, Jose Urena subsequently appealed the suspension. Apparently, he's eligible to play in the weekend of... After the game Let's stop right there. First of all, <laughs> a couple things. And it was Let's, a six-game suspension, got, which for a yes. pitcher is only – a starting pitcher is one missed start. Stupid. Yeah. I'm sick of baseball with this, too. Yeah. When pitchers do stuff like this, they get suspended from – we'll get to brawls in a second. Yeah. They do this stuff, and you suspend them for six games. Six games is nothing for a pitcher. Nothing. Yes, they lose money. I get it. Yeah. But they're, in, t- in terms of service time to their team, it's one start. Mm-hmm. Not good enough. Poor job. When is baseball going to send a message to say, this isn't right? Nobody in baseball is saying this. What you saw happen was a couple players come out and say, oh, like that's not cool what Urania did. Don Mattingly comes out and said, this is not part of our culture. Nowhere did Don Mattingly or any of these players say, this shouldn't happen in the game of baseball. Not one player has come out and say that. Not one manager has come out and say that. Rob Manfred hasn't come out and said that. Nobody says this. Everybody's like, yeah, basically it's kind of cool until somebody does something so egregious that you know that it was definitely intentional, yeah. that we can't even defend it. So now we're going to say, we don't do that, but y'all do that. Yeah, Everybody in the sport does this, and nobody comes out and says, this is wrong. How about that? This is wrong. This is where I rocked with Manny Machado a couple years ago when some Boston players tried to beat him, and he said, next time I'm going to come out there with my bat. Yeah. And I was with him. Yeah. Here's, and I'm not condoning violence. I'm not a lover of violence like Brian here. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is, if you have a guys who are throwing 97-mile-per-hour fastballs at you, well, what's wrong if the dude comes out there with the bat? But see, that'll never fly because then Manny Machado will be in the wrong, and he'll be labeled all kinds of things that we know are coming. Mm-hmm. And but why, they would hate me. If I played baseball... If I was good enough to play in the Major League Baseballs and I was smacking home runs out of these parks on pitches, I'd be staring down pitches all the yeah, time. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'd be bat flipping, like, flipping like Jose Batista in that playoff bases. game. And then I would tell everybody, my post-game interviews, I'd be like, I wish somebody would come hit me because I'm coming out there with that bat. Yeah. I wish <laughs> somebody would hit me. Yeah. I, I would dare somebody to come and hit me. And every day... Every press conference, if there was a bench clearing brawl or somebody tried to hit, that's all I would talk about. I thought yeah. baseball needs to do something about this. Yeah, until they do, they need to finally. Like I remember, uh, I always reference this because it's one of my favorite uh, baseball feuds: Matt, um, Yasel Puig and Madison Bumgarner. Yes, <laughs> because it was the same thing that happened, and Puig charged the mound at one point. Puig, you know, Puig, Puig had enough, and I liked what he had enough. Yeah, because Bumgarner and, this, and Puig got into it again recently with uh, with Nick Hundley. I think it was. Did you see yep. this? Where he took, I think I don't know if he whiffed or he took a strike. I forget. But I remember he was upset at himself visibly in the box. He was upset at himself because he knew it was a great pitch, and you know you don't always get that kind of like lollipop in baseball 
So he knew he could crush it, missed it, or didn't take his opportunity, whatever. So he was missed at himself, cursed. Nick Hundley told him something like, hey, get back in the batter's box. Like, let's go, whatever. And Puig was annoyed at that, told him, like, to shut up or something like that. And they had to be separated, and the bench is clear for that. Puig actually, like, um, like got a hand in there. So that was nice to see, and they both got suspended. <laughs> nice to see the <laughs> No, he got suspended two games, and Nick Hundley also fine. No, because he Nick Hundley was in the wrong there. It's like, oh, like what are you doing? Like Puig, you know, it's okay to have again. This is my it's thing. Okay it's okay to have some emotion. It's okay to have emotion. It's okay under control. It's, it's okay. It's okay to have controlled emotion if you're Hispanic in baseball, guys. Yeah, like it's totally fine. Because <laughs> Madison Bumgarner, Nick Hudley, like Brian McCann, these are the the regulators of the sport, right? You know, guys like this where they want to play baseball a certain way. Uh, also, why I was disappointed with Jose Urania because he's also Hispanic, which is also <laughs> which, which also is, tells me that that shows you more what you need to say, right? Because it, who's dominating the culture of baseball and who's telling this? And my problem is the culture of baseball is. Bad and corny. And let's get to these bench clearing brawls. So we saw this happen with Urania. What happened? Nobody did anything. Nobody <laughs> threw any punches. It's a whole bunch of dudes coming out there. So you like, want violence? No, I don't want violence. <laughs> what I'm saying is, I'm gonna tell you what I want. It's a whole bunch of dudes coming out like, yo, hold me back. Yeah, yeah, hold me yeah, back. yeah. I'm yeah. not gonna. And like Jalen Rose says. <laughs> and then Urania, what killed me in that in that particular bench clearing yeah. non-brawl, whatever yeah. you call it, a brawl. Yeah. He dropped his glove like he was going to do something. Yeah. <laughs> like, wait, you just being somebody, then some of the, uh, I forget who they, they were, oh, the Braves, obviously. The Marlins were playing the Braves. Braves players come out, they're talking to him like, yo, what's up with that? Yeah. And you drop your glove? And yeah. you're going to be like, what's up? <laughs> and, and like, five dudes are coming at you. What were you going to do there? Yo. Here's I, why I think it's corny. You have guys coming from the bench. Yeah. You got dudes running from the bullpen. Here's what I always think about. If I'm a relief pitcher. Yeah. And I'm in the bullpen. I'm like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to run out from the outfield all the way to the mound to, oh, do, God. You're to the hold away. people back. You're the furthest away because from everybody. You know if you're the really, you ain't throwing no punches. Yeah. You just did a whole. Show me something, back. matter of fact. Like, yo, show I me something. I would be more impressed if somebody came out the bullpen and you came in with like a sick drop kick <laughs> on somebody. That would be dope. Like, if you're going to come that far, if I'm going to run that far, then I would. I need some action. That would be great. It's time for some action. That would be great if, like, Robert Gesellman comes in and just, like, yeah. wheel kicks somebody. That would be great. I, I, I'm i sorry. You know my what? Favorite, why, my favorite. Why are people suspended for leaving the bench or my, the bullpen? I don't It's like basketball with the with the bench also. Yeah. But, basketball does that too. I'm fine. No, well, no, no, no. Is that a fine or a suspension? You get suspended. You miss yeah, a game. Yeah, you do. You miss a game. Yeah, that's stupid also. I don't. There, no, 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 no. It, but, I, actually, I actually don't have a problem with that. I basketball. do because it's a case-by-case basis. Like if it's, if, it's, if, it's, if it's a Carmelo Anthony, Nate Robinson, J.R. Smith, you know, Madison Square Garden situation, I mean, all bets kind of have to be off, right? Yeah, but then here's the thing. That's a special case. Here's but. the thing. Here's the thing. Yeah. You also have to remember in a case-by-case situation, what the NBA doesn't want, and this has been quite, they don't want another pal- malice at the palace. They don't want that, right? I do. I, <laughs> no, no, you don't. You don't want it. You think you want it. You don't want it. No, I don't. They I don't, don't want don't. that. Especially if I'm there. Don't now be doing, yo, don't be doing that at Barclays Center. Now, look, <laughs> I, I understand what you're saying in terms of that it should be case-by-case because if a guy has, like, his pinky toe across the line because yeah. he leans over because he's concerned you can't, about his You can't, and this is my issue. It, co- it cost my Knicks a series in 1997. Yeah, this is so my issue. This that. is my issue with professors in college. It's like you can't grade everybody in the exact same way. You can't do, you can't 
Legis- you can't have one rule across the board in every single situation. I, I agree with you on that. I do think the rule, it's good that the rule exists because you can't have disorder in terms of people just stepping out into the court trying to defend people. Yeah. But if somebody steps across to look over and see if their teammate is okay that might be in a skirmish yeah, down that's the court what, yeah, yeah. and you suspend them, yeah. now you're being corny. Yeah, I, yeah, I can yeah. look at stuff. It's just like, hey, if something happened on the baseball field and somebody stepped out the rail and looked over, I'm fine. Here's what you got to stop. You can't have 50 people on the field. Yeah. yeah That's yeah, yeah. crazy. Yeah. Like, we actually allow that to happen in baseball, and we're okay with that. Yeah. Like, that's crazy to me. There are 50 people on the field, and most times, 50 people aren't doing a damn thing out there. Would you say that hockey does it better than every other sport? Because what See, happens is— I don't care they- for the fighting in hockey— but at least they do. Here's one thing I know about with hockey. It's one-on-one. One-on-one. Yeah. Which is fun. And if baseball said they were going to do that, hey, <laughs> if, if I being you and you're pissed and you come at me, <laughs> nobody can jump in. You can't jump in. It's got to yeah. be pitcher, batter. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. Let's get it done. And then you both go to the penalty box for the rest of the game. <laughs> That's it. Let, you, you can't have this people jumping in, coming off the bench. That's corny. Yeah. If you're a starter, if you're a starter and you beam somebody, you miss your next start. You know and what I mean? I'm, if you're a hitter, you miss your next whatever. I'm, that way, hey, if I'm gonna run out and I'm a hitter, I'm like, y'all. I'm, I'm getting gonna, this uppercut in and I'm, I'm out. I'm I'm <laughs> I'm gonna make it worth it. It's and it should be one on one. There's people coming in, people coming out of nowhere. Yeah. This is how you got Joey Bautista got rocked by Odor a couple years ago. <laughs> <laughs> we forgot about that. Somebody did get punched in the face. Listen, I like what Jose Bautista's been doing with the Mets, especially lately. He had his first grand slam with the team. Uh, but that is one of my favorite all-time oh, baseball uh, brawl moments. Second, probably after Pedro Martinez whipped Don Zimmer and <laughs> made him roll. Just threw him to the <laughs> that was so disrespectful. He did the matador where Don Zimmer came at him and he just stepped to the side, grabbed I his head, and threw to, him to the side. I, I would love to know what Don Zimmer was thinking. I, yeah, yeah. I, what did he think when was going to happen? What like, did he get out of here. <laughs> but he, you know, that's kind of like the gentleman's way of GTFOH. <laughs> that's <laughs> oh, what I like about it. It could have been worse. And yeah. people were mad, and it felt so bad for Don Zimmer. And I was like, well, I'm not a Yankee fan, but I was like. I didn't feel bad for him. I was like, yo, old man came at him like he was going to do something. Yeah. He got dropped. Pedro nicely. was being nice about he it. He could have got dropped a lot worse. Yeah, he could have did a back body drop, and then what would have happened? Yeah. Or Arn Anderson spine buster, then what would have happened? to bring it back to wrestling yeah Ugh, drop toe hold you know what i'm saying uh, these are other efficient look, ways my thing is like <laughs> i i don't care for the fighting in hockey but it, one thing they have that's right hey they just let just and, and it's ahead. like in that culture everybody respects it yeah two dudes are going at it they drop the gloves everybody backs away yeah like and that like we're gonna let these dudes fight it out like i can't believe i'm about to condone this but think about how much more effective it will be in football where you would just let the two guys just do it and then they're you know maybe suspended for the rest of the game Instead of everybody else getting onto the field it and pushing a, a and shoving, higher risk of injury. Yeah, the more worse can happen with more people involved. Yeah, because you're talking about more people and more injuries and more catastrophes. Yeah, but when it's just one on one, it's like, all right, y'all, you know, Basically, it's like the old school man's way of like, y'all, you know, just do it, it just. But you know, that now we have a lot of people just talking on the field, getting each other's faces, not doing anything, and a whole where the talking doesn't happen, and people saying this shouldn't happen anymore. We're in 2018 and we still think it's okay. Well, some a good amount of people think it's okay to bean somebody because they gave up a home run or they don't like that somebody's dominating. And baseball, you know, baseball people always like to talk about, oh, setting an example for the kids. <sighs> what example is this for the kids? 
What are you showing yeah. the kids? Yeah. That, hey, when you don't perform well, you can act like a spoiled brat? And that's okay? Yeah, that's highly problematic. I will say this, though. Ronald Acuna came back the next game, leadoff single. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that kid's good. Yes. That kid's real good. We, we haven't talked about it. That kid's good. Yeah. Sidebar, yeah. Him, Ozzy Albus. Uh wow the some, Braves some, some, they, they, the Braves have some good listen I'll say man. like Ahmed Rosario debuted about a year ago it was like August first twenty seventeen and he's yep. he's great fielder starting to get, look a little better with the bat and spurts but the Mets need like if, if, well, <laughs> they need you, they you're, need you're, go, you're about to go down a rabbit hole of what a lot of what they need. yeah but you know it's just uh, it's unfortunate because their prospects their their prospects never seemingly start off like that outside of you know Matt Harvey when he first outside of the pitchers really when they well, first came up. I, I feel like when, Jacob Degrom was great. I think he was rookie of the year. Yeah. He was great in the beginning. Right, right and race when they came up were really good oh. too. Like that, you feel? Oh it. my but god, that's so yes. long ago now. But is but no, but you know what I mean. Like a members are like you have to wait. You see, it's funny because if you're a fan, you're like, wait, a Rosario's, You know he? Why isn't he coming up playing the same way? But he's only 22. But Ronald Acuna and Ozzy Alves are around the same age, and they're already doing that thing. But not everybody's like that, you know. what I mean, there's a whole bunch of like we know, rabbit we, holes. We, we, we have haven't had through. that kind of position player in quite some time. Yeah. Come up and really, I, I mean, still, I think Rosario could still be like. I think still be good. We still have somebody come up and. Tear. I still think Dominic Smith could be pretty good. You got to remember with him too. Like as excited as people are about Peter Alonso, Peter Alonso six months older than Dominic Smith. Dominic Smith just got drafted a lot earlier because he came out of high school and signed. We'll see if the organization feels that way. All right, we're going to come back. We're going to take a break. Then we'll come back. When we come back, we're going to talk about how I got owned by some mosquitoes this week and why (laughs) I now believe mosquitoes are some of the most useless animals that there are on the planet. I think there's a whole bunch of other useless animals. Plus, Brian has a beef with somebody coming at millennials and the way they spend. Yeah. We'll talk about that when we come back (laughs) on the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast. It ain't hard to tell where to get the latest merchandise from Backpack Broadcasting. Gear is now available via TeePublic. Visit the Backpack Broadcasting TeePublic online store to get shirts, hoodies, mugs, and phone cases. Represent your favorite Backpack Broadcasting shows, including the Sports Walk, Sideline Stories, and of course, the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast. Check out the special offers for our podcast listeners at http colon backslash backslash t dot pub backslash lic backslash backpack. Get in the game with your official backpack broadcasting here today. All right, welcome back. Ain't hard to tell podcast episode thirty-nine. <laughs> what happened there? I don't know. <laughs> It, the, during, while we were gone, something got in my eye. I think that's got me all. Uh, it's affected you. It's affected my speech. You gotta Ain't fight hard through. to tell podcast. We gotta fight through. We can't afford to be not coming correct. No, <laughs> can't can't afford, can't afford that. Yeah. Um. So I, we talked earlier about how this week I went up to Elmira, New York, for this flooding. Yeah. Now, flooding and and the warm weather we've been having. See, now I'm really talking a lot of this weather stuff. <laughs> <laughs> really gotten into my job. So we, we were, I want to hear it. So. We were doing these live shots, and so there was a lot of flooding in um, mm-hmm. this one area. And we're doing these live shots, and we were doing this live shot in front of a a home, and and this is how bad the flooding was. This entire person's yard mm-hmm. had really got flooded, and like in one part of the yard, it basically looked like there was a lake there, mm-hmm. right? So the grass is wet, and we're doing these. Uh, the first one we did probably was about. 7 30 8 o'clock i can't remember the exact time but it's humid and it's been so much water and it's sitting there 
and it's you know it's damp. So this and it's getting late at night. So this is perfect for mosquitoes. Yeah, they're just hovering around this. So we're doing this live shot, and I got bit up. I mean, I've counted. From that day, I got 20 bites from that night. What? I get 20 bites on my leg, my arm. I'm you, still like. You should go running. to the doctor, bro. <laughs> like, 20? 20 bites. I counted. Oh, my 20 God. Bites. And I probably. I told you Elmira was going to be trash. For each. <laughs> <laughs> i never been. I'm being ignorant. For each. Yes, I mean, you are. Fully ignorant. I admit for it. each. I mean. If it ain't if it, if it's past Westchester, I'm like I didn't have a problem with it outside of mosquitoes. That's probably my most annoying thing. <laughs> How did that get up? There? <laughs> um, so <laughs> I took a sticker off his arm yeah. that somehow got there yeah, for, start, start, for the audio listeners. Just start just start wearing that all the time. <laughs> um, yo, they would just attack, and what was bad was I had to be out there. I'm wearing a polo and shorts. Mm-hmm. So my legs are obviously exposed. I'm feeling them. They're just swarming all around. They're on my arms. At one point, I had to, you know, stop and go into the SUV. I was on camera for this. So I had to go in the SUV and I threw on a hoodie to cover my arms. Because yeah. I was thinking, I even got what They were so disrespectful. I got two on the back <laughs> of my neck. Disrespectful mosquitoes. Like, so, like, so it's funny. I'm. This is how we get into this thing. So I'm, I'm talking to a friend of mine uh, the other day. And... I'm telling her about this trip and how I got bit up by these mosquitoes. And she's like, she's like, I hate mosquitoes. She's like, what's their purpose? What do they do? She was like, you know how spiders. Now we're getting into the rabbit hole. She was like, you know how spiders, <laughs> people don't like them, which I never understand why people are afraid of spiders. I I'm killed one this morning. I'm not afraid of spiders. I killed... Some people will be mad at you for that. And you want to know how I killed one this morning? Why? Jab straight. Why? Because it was on my wall. But it's doing nothing to you. But it's in my house. That's disrespectful. Spider. You get in my house, I take that as disrespect because you're unwelcome. And you're coming through like some sort of portal that you're not allowed to come through. So I two-pieced clearly, him and it's dead. Clearly it was. Why do you have to get two-pieced? One wasn't enough. That spider could be killing... Well, actually, the first one was like a dummy jab. You know, you just set it up for your like power punch. And once Why I hit it with that one, it fell. Up a spider... For a power punch. I want to make sure it dies. Why? Because it's in my house. It's not doing anything to you. It doesn't. Yes, it is. It's doing nothing. I, I, what, if, what, if, what, if, what if I wasn't going out to record the podcast that day and I was like just on my couch and then the spider would The spiders are helpful. And, in what way? They sometimes help kill other insects. That could oh, come on, harmful. man. Then help me outside, not inside my house. But they, those insects could be inside your house. Well, I'm... Elbowing you in the fucking <laughs> excuse me <laughs> in the face if you're coming into my house you're gonna have to bleep that out. <laughs> That's how mad you are, spiders. Yeah. Wow. No, it was just in my. It's it's more of a. It's the principle, right? Wow. It's not that you're a spider. It's that you're a spider in my house. So I'm going to kill you. Right, so what? <laughs> now, now, if you're gonna kill the spiders that I have some use, what are you doing to the mosquito? That in my, well, I'm killing the friend, mosquitoes. What use does a mosquito have? Let me ask you this. Uh, I None. think I think I think mice and rats are yar- largely useless as a native New Yorker. Don't at, don't even get me started on that. You're going down. You don't get me started on that. 
We, we did we ever talk about our story? Remember our story? Oh my god! We never even talked about that. I don't think we've ever Ooh. talked about it on this podcast. I don't know if we did because that, I don't think we did. We had we had like one or two other episodes after that. And we had Nabate on. I don't think we did. Yeah, but oh god, Brian! For those listeners, Brian and, and I. And even if we didn't, we're gonna tell it again. We even we, if we did. did uh, this was the day we the Puerto Rican Day Parade. Still one of my top highlights of the year. We were shooting. What if you people watched the sideline stories piece we did? La Cultura. We went there to shoot some shots of the parade and yes. Brian's opening stand up in the piece. And we left and we were going to Grand Central Station. And we get down, and we're taking the uh four or five back to where we got to go in Brooklyn. Yeah. And Brian, so people, people have been on New York City subway platform, will understand this, but Brian is. We are literally right near the steps where you come down onto the platform. We are like literally ten feet away from. Yeah, there. Brian is posted up against one of the columns that's there. Yeah, I am between two columns. On the other column is another young lady. Yes, who I don't remember. I think she was reading a book while listening to some music. I think she was doing. She had something in her hand. I don't know if it's a book or her phone. Yeah, and I'm between the two columns. My back. Not maybe the best way I should be standing was to the platform. <laughs> Not necessarily. But you weren't standing on the yellow. No, so I was good. standing on the yellow. Yeah, yeah. We got to clear that part. Yeah. Of it up. All of and a you sudden, were facing me. All of a sudden, I'm looking down. I think at the point I'm looking at my phone, and all of a sudden in the corner, I see something move, and I see it near this girl's foot. Fam. But I didn't know. And I looked again. Then I saw it move again, and I looked, and I see a huge. Rat. Yo, it not was, a mouse. Yo, a rat. Yo, it was and, probably the size of my forearm. Like it was huge. It was huge. <laughs> and for people who don't know, if you know me, I don't mess with the rodents. Yeah, I, I don't like. The I rodents. have a phobia. I don't. I have a phobia. It's gotten better over time. It's something that I struggle to kill. If, I if, don't. Yeah, like them. Yeah, I will never like them. Never. I don't. My daughter better never ask me for a gerbil. Not happening. <laughs> we ain't doing that. No yeah. gerbils. No, 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 no. no, I, no. They serve, I, to me, I, they serve no purpose on I this sladly, earth. I sladly, the sladly. <laughs> <laughs> I might actually tolerate squirrels to some degree, but even they can be some annoying things. Yeah, yeah. Now. Yeah, MFers. Mouse is near the woman's foot. I immediately yell out, oh, bleep. Yeah. Do you heard me say this? Yes. <laughs> I sw- it's because like- I was looking at you. I saw I saw you look down and say I saw you you look down and say oh bleep. So then right away I'm like I look down and and, you, and what did it do? As soon as I said it oh, jumped bleep. over my foot. Wait before that it oh. runs. It like it heard me say oh bleep. It was like oh I'm coming to get you. <laughs> it just. Scooted out from the girl's foot. She sees it. She now sees it run past her. I'm getting squeamish. She's like, oh. it comes right to me. Yeah. I, I hadn't jumped. seen it at this point. Yeah. You had to, I jumped. Yeah. That's the thing when Ryan notices it. It then ventures. It goes underneath where I jump. Yeah. Ventures towards Brian. Comes right from Brian's foot. Yeah. I don't remember what you did to get out the way. I just I I sidestepped. It. Side, so yeah. Brian I did a Pedro Martinez and Don Brian Zimmer. Brian sidesteps it. <laughs> Jumped over my foot. It goes around the column that Brian is posted up against, and now there's the next column. And there's a dude there reading a newspaper, and it. Runs Shout out to him because we got to keep newspapers alive. It ran <laughs> right over his foot and kept it moving down down the platform. Yeah. Now. It was huge. I know it was, it was just to be clear, it was a Sunday, it was a Puerto Rican Day Parade. Yes. 
Train schedule's not as... We were getting ready to edit that video. Yep. Train schedule's not as crazy, not as many people on the platform, but this rat was utterly disrespectful. Fair. It gave no dams and hopped on the platform. And you're, you're just running at people. See, wh- ra- how are you so comfortable in a city of <laughs> eight plus million people that you're just running up to people, running over people? <laughs> like, how are you this comfortable? And, and here's, there's a thing. I read something a couple months ago where it's like, it's very possible that rats, or if they have not done already, they're going to outnumber the population of people here in New York City. No. That's a problem. No. That's I don't want that. Are you kidding? It's nah, hap- bro. It's happening, man. It's nah, happening. Nah, You're just, no. People are trying to give me every oh, reason to leave New I York. And I also encourage people out there, if you can, I watched this maybe about a month ago. Kill before, every <laughs> mouse and rat you see. There is a group of oh. people. They are rat killers. They go out and they hunt rats in the city. I watched this on Vice. They go out with little <laughs> dogs. I forget which kind of dogs they use. But they're like, these dogs are fantastic for killing rats. I love them. I, I would almost get one of these dogs myself. Not that I have a rat problem to deal with, but just because. Me neither, but. If, just because they can. When I eventually get a, a good spot, like, I'm going to need that. <laughs> these people go out and they hunt rats in, like, rat-infested areas around certain housing developments near the water. The rat issue, the rat problem is, is serious. Look. Among many other MTA-related problems. I mean, I wouldn't blame the MTA for the rat problem. But. I I mean, can we? No, you can't blame them. Why not? They're just, they're part of the MTA now. Ew. <laughs> they might as well be part of the union. In MTA. Like, they're there oh. in every subway. You don't know. It was, it was one of my most traumatizing experiences with those little bastards. They're not <laughs> little. That's the thing. They're yeah. not little. Yeah, that, that, that's true. Look, is it, you know what it they're, is, though? They're, they're up it, there in useless I'm with, animals. I'm with you in terms of the disrespect. Because usually when I'm on, like, I've seen them on Lorimer, I've seen them on J Street, on the edge of the platform, but they kind of just bust off and go away. Yep. This one. This one had some balls, man. In Grand Central, of all places. They're just like, man, I don't care. We were in Grand Central. Oh, my God. And he's like, I'm coming right at you. Yeah. Here's my thing. See, mosquitoes, I agree. What do they do? They, They draw your blood. What do bees do? They give us honey. Okay. So they're damn. What if useful. I don't want honey? I love honey. Okay. But what? I'm not anti the bee. Who's against the bee? I mean, I've I told you that story about one time I went in my backyard to get a to actually I was gonna play. I had a hoop and I was actually gonna shoot some or whatever. And then four bees that were hanging out in the back of my hoop came out and stung me in the back of my neck at the same time. Then I ran inside. <laughs> and then <laughs> who gets stung by? Four and bees then inside? and then I came back out and you know little violent Brian uh was just. Like I found some some other balls and was just beaming them at like the that wasn't smart. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I ended up killing a good amount of them and then a couple of them I think I don't think I saw them again. I'm not so. messing with multiple bees, but I do love the bees because bees produce. I honey. had balls, honey literally and figuratively, <laughs> so they weren't messing with me that day. They must have felt your energy. That's why they stung you. I was like this guy's violent. Yeah, I was also an easy anyway. target because like I was growing my hair out. This is when I was like 17, so yeah, the afro was coming in. So that's probably it. They're probably just not happy with me. <laughs> bees are the bees are far from useless. Okay, mosquitoes, mice, and rats. I don't understand. Oh, and but they my, feed. The, uh, see the, the problem I have with they feed snakes. Is that it? Stammy snakes got to eat. We don't. We don't have snakes in New York. But that's not my New thing. York City. That's not my thing yeah. with mice and rats and why they annoy me is because they can get into anything. A, yeah. a rat and a mouse can get into a slit that's I'm uncomfortable. as thin as a dime. I'm actually very uncomfortable. They can slide right into that. They can get into anywhere. 
That's why they're the. I think they're like the creepiest thing. Like, I, you could put anything. People are afraid of spiders. I don't. I'm not afraid of spiders. Me neither. They don't bother me. Yeah, but they don't bother me either. Unless, unless they get in my house and I'm, I'm gonna punch them. Snakes. They get in my house and they see. It was right. It was oh, such a great shot. It was just right there on the wall. Just, mm, it was great. You like violence way. Too much. <laughs> you like violence way too much. Now hold on, you you were also telling me to move on from this useless animal thing. You you sent oh, me this story. Oh, so I found this story. I originally read it August seventh, uh, but this isn't one of those things where oh we have to get to this evergreen. This yeah. is a very evergreen episode, and we like evergreen. Content I found here. I found this story interesting. So the headline is pigging out. Forty nine percent of millennials spend more eating out than saving for retirement by Paul Bedard of the Washington Examiner. And I took exception to this because, well, why, why? Would, why would we save for retirement if we're not going to be able to make enough money to retire the majority of us? <laughs> I mean, that's I mean, that's a fair point. Like, or, or 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 you believe. Well, it's, I mean, I think there's different things in saving. For the retirement. world is just so different now. This is something that actually Joe Rogan mentioned on this podcast where it's like, why are we still doing eight hour shifts? When people, some people in their jobs, I think you're going to agree with this, are way more efficient than other people where they can just do all the work they got to do in three hours, but then they have to stay at a place for five hours looking like they're doing work just to fill out a timesheet. I mean, I don't disagree with that. Just to fill out a time card or whatever, right? Look. So it's like, this goes back to my earlier point of why are we doing things the way that we used to? And I question this stuff all the time. There's a lot of things people do based on tradition in society. Tradition is stupid in a lot of areas. That doesn't necessarily uh, serve the way we move today or the world is today. Oh, like the NCAA, for example? Yeah, but people still do things. Yeah. And then people don't want to get away from them or, you know. But so this is one. Here's my thing. I agree with that point on why are we working sometimes eight-hour days, 40-hour work weeks when it doesn't serve everyone for every job. Yeah. Especially ours. Here's the thing on this article um, that I find interesting. Yeah. I don't take offense to it, even though I'm in, like, the older side, technically, of millennials. I don't take offense yeah, to it. you're, like, right on that line. <laughs> because I think we know this from statistics. In America, financially, a lot of people are just bad with the money. They don't save. Um, Americans have a lot of debt. So there's a lot of financial issues. I think where I think people may take issue with this article is it appears as though this is something that is just starting with millennials because the author then, and I'm kind of para-quoting him, is talks about how uh, millennials want to spend more on experiences yes. and living in the moment and blah, blah, blah. That's how he's phrasing it. I do think the so. Very first two, the very first sentence is fat and broke is no way to enter the golden years. I do think there is some truth to that yeah. in a degree, which I think is good about people. I think people do exp- want to experience things more. But the reason that might be, and I think the point that he may have possibly left out of this discussion is, well, a lot of millennials, what they're starting to see is that, yo, we're not going to necessarily get the same job benefits that maybe your parents did oh, because no. work industries are different. You're not going to necessarily work in the industry and work there for 25, 30 years. It was and easier. And come out with a come out with a pension. It was easier the, back then to make money, get a house, and all that stuff. That's it it's, much easier. It's not like that now. Yeah. And so I think there are people who recognize that. And so most people work in, not most people, but a lot of people now are working more 
non-traditional ways. So the job force is shifting. So if the job force is shifting, then the way people spend is going to shift. And he also, like I remember in the, the numbers they put in this article, they also talked about, oh, you're, you're spending on music streaming service. But then you can, you, I say this, I've had this argument before with my dad and before it's like, well, nowadays we have more things to that are bills that you didn't even have. Like my parents basically for most of their lives didn't have to pay for internet. They didn't need it. It wasn't a necessity. It didn't exist. That's true. There are things we pay. Now, some people can say we don't need it and some of it's convenience, but some of it is like, yeah, you didn't have a cell phone. That's another thing. Cell you know phone. what I mean? Yeah. Um, at some point, for maybe not really our parents, but other people didn't have cable TV. Yeah. There were different expenses that come up that, you know, you only had to worry about, like, basically your rent and maybe a car payment. And that and was, mortgage or mortgage. And that was it. Yeah. So I think when you're doing an article like this, you need to actually compare things across different errors because then it comes across and I think where you might have the issue is yo it sounds like you're saying like yo millennials are just not giving a, a damn yeah, about, it's, it's, about spending the money I think there is I do think that whole living in the moment or or paying for experiences I think there's some truth to that but I think what I you're think disregarding so. is there are people that have the balance in it yes I believe that you should enjoy experiences more than actually accumulating things sometimes. I think it's good to enjoy the stuff like your trips. Those are things that stay with you forever. Mm-hmm. Who cares if I have a lot? I, that's what, how I believe. But if you want to buy things, that's fine too. Yeah. Um, but I also think everybody should save. I just think people are saving in different ways because he didn't really go into how people might be saving for retirement. There's many different ways to do that. And how do you know if I'm saving for retirement? Just by, just <laughs> by my spending habits. That's like... not, I mean, I they, they said that they did go into, I think, about how much of those who do save yeah. actually save. So I found that interesting, but I didn't know what they were doing. Is it just looking at people who put money in savings account? Mm-hmm. Is it people who invest in other things? Because there's many different ways to do that. So I didn't know that. So I can see where people get defensive on this. However, I think if you're a millennial that's saving and spending your money uh, wisely, I think you're going to be fine. I think there's always a good amount of people just based on American culture that are going to consume a lot of things. And I think that goes across all generations. I, I don't just, think it's necessarily a millennial thing. It's just closed-minded uh, to sort of blame everything going wrong on this generation that just happens to be in this generation, right? Like, the millennials just happen to be the next people up. Like, we just happen to be the next people up to have to survive in this generation. So if we're doing things a certain way, I mean, what what would really be different, right, if people were handling today's world the best case scenario like I mean, according to somebody's thinking i mean i don't somebody else but i don't know what that even means like not saying to you i don't even know like you can't say that's what, there's what that i don't think there's a, basically what i'm saying is there's not a perfect way to really live in this world right now so i think that first of all second of all my other thing was why would saving for retirement like why would millenn think about it like, yes, it's a cool and noble idea to think that a bunch of 20-year-olds are going to save for when they eventually have to retire. Why would a 20-year-old be thinking about retirement realistically? I mean, I think you should to some degree. but I, I sure as hell am not because I, I pl- the, the way the economy is and the way things are, I'm probably going to be working until I'm in a box. I think – I mean, I hope you're not. In heaven. Well, I hope you're not. But <laughs> I think the problem is to, to take the point of what you're saying – Or in the GTA – uh, Parallel universe well, that I created last parallel week. Parallel universe. Yeah. Be, well, I'll get to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that the problem, what you're saying, is most 20-year-olds in a lot of industries are now worried about 
yo, can I just get a job? Yeah. Like, they're just trying to get paid. You know how, And like, I think, I think that's the problem that this article annoys, the, excuse me, ignores, is that folks are trying to look at how they can actually make some money. Bro. If you don't know how you're going to make the money, how are you even going to think about saving? Bro, I'm a freelancer. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I, like it, back then, it, a college degree meant more. You can graduate from college in the 70s or 80s if you were a boomer and get a job right away. In a lot of places. Yep, and that's hard. I, and get f- benefits and get those sort of things. Now you can't do – you know how many – like health insurance is a big thing in this country because a lot of people who are 25, 26, 28, 30 years old, they can't – you know, they don't have the health insurance to really help them sort of get by. That's another bill that you have to pay for as you get older is just health insurance. Don't do which, tell me about which that. Which isn't an issue in Canada. For example, well, see, there, now you hit, now you're hitting the nail on the head. I believe that's another thing. I think this article ignores, which is that if you're going to if you're going to look at this and make it somewhat a view on millennials and their spending and their saving, mm-hmm. then why aren't you looking at this system that exists for it to maybe necessarily be this way, right? Like maybe in certain other countries where people, the folks, don't have to worry about spending as much money for education. Or healthcare, yeah. two things I think people should have basic rights to and access to yeah. that would actually make your society way more productive. If that was the case, then maybe you wouldn't even be writing this article. And maybe the capitalistic system that and the structure in the way it exists, not that I'm extremely anti, super against anti-capitalism, yeah. but if there were some things that added more to actually benefit uh, society, yeah. you know, maybe some principles of socialism, which people are going to get all up in, in their arms about. Yeah. But whatever. Do some reading. Um, <laughs> I think that's what's problematic with the articles. It, it it gets on one point, but let's also look at the broader system as to why this is. That's always my problem with yeah. everything. If you're going to have this glaring eye and be like, oh, millennials are doing this, well, then let's look at why it's that way. Yeah, or cynically. Or cynically, I could assume that, hey, maybe this person just wanted clicks and attention and, you know. Or maybe, or maybe it's just the old person. Look yeah. at these millennials. Yeah, I, 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 like my my big thing when people post like this and write things like this and put it out is people what they want attention. A lot of times, the outlet does or the writer, the whoever. Like when forty five tweets and people are responding, he just wants to get a reaction. When certain people tweet about things, they just want to get a reaction. I you think that this is this kind of article. Yeah, but I ignore it. Unless I use it for my own content is what I'm saying. So I think what people need to do is ignore these kind of things usually. Unless you could use it to benefit I mean, I don't, yourself. I don't. I personally don't think. But I, I don't think this is a bad <laughs> think uh, point to, to have discussion off of. I think you just need to dive deeper into yeah, it. The, yeah, the world is just too different now. To re- Again, you can't go based off tradition for everything. You can't guard everything with the same prism that we had 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 40. The world is way too different now to where, yeah, college degree is cool and all, but it's going to become more and more and more relevant with the rise of social media and people, you know, companies just finding people and be like, hey, I can get this person for a little bit because he's a teenager and he's really popular as opposed to somebody who has ample amount of experience. And I'm speaking from ample amount of experience. So, right, yeah. can't hold on to that forever. Yeah. All right, before before we go, uh, last week uh, one of our favorite shows, which we talked about a little bit in the podcast last season, uh, Insecure returned. Yeah. Uh, by the time we record this podcast, already be two episodes in. Yeah. Um, but what what did you think? Um, what do you think the season's going? I found out recently. I don't remember if I texted you about this, but I found out that Jay Ellis 
will not be in this season of Insecure. So Team Lawrence folks are, you know, pretty disappointed about that. I am a little bit too. That yeah, also me probably too. means we will not see Dominique, the lovely Dominique Perry. Well, uh, that's that's the thing is people were people wanted Lawrence back, and I kept saying like, "Yo, what about Tasha?" Like, Tasha. I was like, "Y'all missing the point here." We kind of want Tasha back. Some of us. We do. <laughs> <laughs> we do. Um, I I thought the I thought I liked the season premiere. I thought it kicked off. I think it's interesting. I like what the oh, show was going. Yeah, that was a great opening um, scene. I, yeah, it was a great opening <laughs> scene, and I think that. It's going to be very interesting to see how the characters grow up if they can this season. I think that's, it's you know, it's like everybody's still trying to figure their stuff out. Um, the whole adulting thing. Yeah, you think Molly and Issa are saving a lot of saving a lot right now? Yeah, you know. Nah, I don't know about I don't know. You know, and that that's a good thing because it's reflect reflective of a a millennial life more so surrounding you know black women trying to make it in their mid twenties out in Los Angeles, right, yeah. like trying to figure stuff out. And also two women who had very different uh, points in their careers, yeah. if you would say. Yeah. So I find that's kind of interesting tie-in to Issa Rae had a lot of, like, odd jobs when she was growing up, too. You know what I mean? And oh, you, just Issa right? The, the, yeah, just, just Issa, like, you know, so that kind of ties into that as well. But, yeah, I'm excited about this season. Um, Issa Rae sort of said or hinted at in other interviews that this is going to be, you know, her trying to figure it out from like that sort of perspective so uh i'm looking forward to it first episode was funny <laughs> with the whole brawl in the lift that was that was <laughs> that, that had me dying that had me dying um i saw was, bowlers too i don't think you're into bowlers no i am i just didn't watch last season i like the first two seasons i didn't watch last season i have to catch up on that i watched i think like two episodes last season so i have a little bit of catching up to do and um then still get started this season i'll catch up to that at some point i'm trying to catch up on lately i've been trying to catch up on some shows that I've been behind on, um, and yeah, trying to get caught up on some other shows. So like, still got Luke Cage to go to. Although Luke Cage, I got a bone to pick with y'all. Luke Cage. <laughs> Luke Cage I'm gonna say this real quick. Luke Cage uh, started watching season two. There are some uh, people on the show who are actors to be Jamaican, and the accents are awful. Oh, okay. Oh, they're bad. Have you seen Black Klansman yet? Yes, I saw. I saw it okay. uh, Friday. Friday night, I went to see it. All right, I want to. I want to go see it. I think you will like it. Okay. Um, it's very good. It's very good. I wouldn't say it was great. It's very good. Some of Spike's best work in years. Really? I would say. Okay. Yeah, definitely. That, that definitely his best movie in in a while. It's got good comedic elements. Um, people need to understand that it is. Not actually a true story, but loosely based on that. Yeah. And so there are some things that are not factually correct yeah. about the story, but the point that is being made is really good and that is being shown kind of about how racism works or has worked in a different time. I, that's what it is. And it's yeah. not really that I get different. that vibe not from the Not really that different today. Uh, if you're pro 45, you're not going to like this movie. Great. My kind of movie. You probably don't listen to us anyway. So that's all. That's that is it. true. That is true, um, but yeah. I, but if you are, thank you. But it was good. We no, appreciate I, I, it. I went, to, I went to see it. I went to see it the other night, um, and I enjoyed it. I thought the the crowd I saw around it really, people really enjoyed it, and people were clapping at the end, which I still feel is always kind of weird. People doing movies, <laughs> but um, yeah, it was good. It was good. It's, it's, it's a good. It's a very good film. I would say it's a very good film. I don't. I don't. I wouldn't call it amazing, but I think it's very good. Very solid. Good watch. Good. I'll check it out soon. Hopefully, there are no rats in the theaters. What theaters are you going to with rats in it? 
I me no. I've heard reports though. There's okay. been, there's I'm been stay away from those. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm, st- I'm staying away from those. Keep them, right. keep them away from Chelsea Theater or Kaufman. All right. So I think if you've learned anything from this episode of this podcast, it is no. We're, we're not here for the useless animals. Yeah. That actually might be the title. I think I'm going with that. We're, we're not, not here, here for, for the useless, useless animals. animals. Uh, and I'm also <laughs> here for the violence. <laughs> According to you. Yeah, that's a GFR. <laughs> All right, that's it for episode 39 of the Ain't Hard to Tell <laughs> podcast. Brian Fonseca, Dexter Henry. You know what you guys can do? Leave us a great rating. Uh, Five stars if you can. Patreon, On please. iTunes. <laughs> uh, support us on Patreon. We will have more uh, extra content coming out this week. Uh, from the sports walk, so there'll be some bonus content from there. New episode of that coming out. Uh, we'll have more uh, coming out here on the Hartel Podcast. Our next episode, hopefully, we will have a, a guest to talk a little bit about the U.S. Open. So uh, stick around with us uh, for that, guys. Continue to support us. That's it for this episode. We'll be back with more next time on the Ain't Hard to Tell Podcast. <laughs>